Changing minds one thought at a time Good evening, uh, welcome to our Changing Minds Online show. Good evening, Akina. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. How about yourself? I am doing awesome, and I am so excited for tonight's call. You know, the past few weeks, we've been really honing in on how to manifest and create the life of your dreams, and tonight we're really going to finalize it and sum it up with the secrets behind manifestation, how and why does it work. So we are joined tonight by one of my good friends, um, Michael Jacobs from sunny San Diego. Uh, just speaking to Michael, had a beautiful day. He slept under the stars last night. I went ice skating in uh, New York City today or when did the Christmas in New York City, so quite a difference. But I'm so um, honored to be joined by Michael on our call. Michael is a manifestation coach. He's a best-selling author, and I, he works with entrepreneurs and coaches to help them get really super clear in their vision and how to create it. Michael and I, you know, collaborated on projects in the past, and we're really just both big on manifestation. And we're here tonight to really introduce you to the the final kind of call about manifestation we're doing in this series. Why does it work? How does it work? And what is this? What is this stuff we've all been talking about? So, Michael, welcome to our call. It's an honor to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yes, it's a pleasure. You know, Michael, over the past couple of weeks, we've been really giving our listeners some tips and tricks to manifestation. And, you know, we've been talking about doing affirmation boards and gratitude and vision boards and journals and all of those things. And, you know, we got a couple of questions from our listeners, you know, saying, what is this you're talking about? What is this manifestation stuff? What is this law of attraction stuff? You know, what is this concept of vibrational energy? And you just know that this is really an area you excel in. I wanted to just kind of if you could just kind of give our our listeners an introduction, what is manifestation? What does that even mean? Definitely. Um, manifestation is something that you are doing right now. And especially to every single listener on this call, manifestation is exactly what you're doing right now. You manifested being on this call. Uh, it's something that you do in every single instant and every single moment. Um, the thing is that most people are very unconscious of what they're manifesting. Uh, They've created patterns for themselves and their lifestyles, uh, many times based out of fear. Uh, So they begin to manifest things based out of fear into their reality. Uh, How am I going to pay the bills? Uh, Will I be able to afford this? Uh, Will I be able to go on this trip or take this vacation? X, Y, Z, whatever it might be. Uh, And when you begin to feed those patterns of the mind in fear, that's how you train it. Uh, And you begin to manifest that into your reality. So really, Jessica, the whole idea behind manifestation is are you aware of your thoughts? Are you aware of your emotions? Are you aware of your actions? Uh, Because if you are, then you'll be aware of what you're manifesting into your reality every moment. Yeah, I love that. You know, people often ask me, well, how do I know what I'm manifesting? And I said, well, look at what's around you. You know, whatever it is that you have in your life is what you're constantly thinking about. You know, one of the things I tend to remind people is that the universe doesn't really see thoughts as positive or negative. So if you're thinking about debt, for example, whether or not it's that you're thinking about you don't want to be in debt, you know, or you're thinking about being in debt, you know, you're going to wind up having more debt. So, you know, you want to think about everything in the way of think about what you want. So if you want to have abundance of money and abundance of wealth or you want to have just think about those things. But, you know, and does that make sense to you, Michael? Is that something that you work with and 
you know, like I said, that's that's my biggest kind of question I get is how do I figure out how to ma- what I'm manifesting? Well, it's really simple in terms – I definitely agree with you. And it's really simple in terms of just looking at your reality right now and saying, am I enjoying what I'm creating? Or is what I'm creating right now creating more struggle and more conflict in my life? Uh, and am I, am I struggling with, with these things? And when you can become aware that, that you might be struggling a lot in your reality, that there might be things that aren't exactly going 100% your way uh, and you don't really know why, uh, that's when you begin to question and that's when you can dive deeper into what manifestation means. Yeah, absolutely. Now, obviously, everyone who's on this call tonight, you know, Akina, myself, um, yourself, and everyone listening in, whether they're listening in on podcast time, they're calling in, they're chatting in live, you know, everyone has made a decision that there's some part of their life they want to make better, right? Because that's what personal growth and development is all about. It's about making some some part of yourself, your life better. So we're going to take that for granted that everybody here wants something more. You know, how does someone go from unconsciously manifesting, which is really like you said, what we're all we're all doing to some degree, to making a conscious and deliberate choice? as to what they choose to create or they choose to manifest? That's a really good question. And it really begins in the awareness of your thought pattern. That's where everything really begins. Uh, we've been trained, uh, many many of us have been trained uh, to really think in fearful patterns and negative patterns like I shared earlier. And when you can become aware that you're finding those those fearful patterns and then that you're in those fearful patterns, that's when you can begin to break them. So what I mean by that is really saying okay, when you go up to a situation, let's say you uh, have an investment in your business and it's a little bit over your budget right now. You can either say, okay, I'm afraid to spend this money, so I'm not going to do it. Or you can say, I am going to spend this money in the full faith and full abundance that it will come back to me tenfold. And when you switch that perspective, you switch your entire state of being. And what we'll get into, and, and I'll share more about, is, is that's the secret, Jessica. All of these vision boards that you're telling me, all of these gratitude statements, affirmations, X, Y, Z, they're all fantastic. They're all great. But they're just merely tools to get you into a state of being because that's all manifestation is. If you're living in a, a uh, lack of abundance right now, it's because your entire being and your entire state is feeling that lack of abundance and believing that lack of abundance. So the idea behind all these tools and practices is simply to switch your state, to switch your belief system, and in that, switch your entire feelings of your entire body. And then you'll begin to manifest way quicker the things that you actually want. That's awesome, Michael. Now, when someone is not really aware of manifestation, never really even heard the topic, where would they start? Really, uh, I would begin to dive into some literature around manifestation. I would uh, dive into getting some, getting around someone who knows around about manifestation and about these uh, awareness patterns. Um, I've seen in, in my personal research and my personal experience that uh, a higher awareness comes when you surround yourself with people who have that higher awareness already, and you instantly begin to step into it. So what I mean by that is, is if you, it's, it's a classic example of, of you surround yourself with five millionaires, you'll be the sixth one. Uh, that's that's a basic way that people like to put it. Um, but in terms of really uh, 
everybody might not have five millionaires around at the per- uh, current moment to hang out with. Uh, but it, it just comes with stepping into a higher caliber group of people is one step in saying that, that these people have uh, qualities that I want to manifest into my life, and then you can observe them. And, and if we're talking about vibration, then you can pretty much absorb their vibration. So, in other words, it's probably better to not necessarily surround yourself with like-minded people. It's better to surround yourself with people who's on the next level to where you're trying to get to. Exactly, exactly. Because if you surround yourself with like-minded people, that's great, and that's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Um, But what if they're not the right mind to be in where you want to be, right? Because the whole idea of, of quote-unquote success is you have to shift your mindset. You have to shift your entire belief system. You have to shift your entire state of being to be able to even reach that point. You don't make money and then believe you have money. You have to believe you have money and then you make money. And then in any instance, like you don't uh, – a great example is with your podcast, right? You don't uh, You don't just wake up one day and have a ton of listeners. You had to have some sort of faith some sort of trust, some sort of belief system inside of you that attracted those listeners or they wouldn't have come in the first place. Yeah, I love that. I love that, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, you they have that whole be, do, have equation wrong. And, you know, like you said, you need to be someone before you can do something and then have something as a result. But a lot of people think that they have to, that they're going to be someone as a result of what they do and have. So they kind of have it backwards. And, you know, I always tell people, well, I say, well, what do you want and how do you want to show up? And, you know, for me, like I've chosen, I want to show up as a loving leader. I want to show up as a person who's abundant. I want to show up as joyful. But I have to first be those things. And when you be those things, the evidence will show up that that's who you are. Exactly. And, you know, that's what we really... Yeah, and that's what I love to really tell our listeners and the people that we coach is really just you have to first be whatever it is that you want. Whatever whatever is you are, whoever you are, that sets the frequency of your thought vibrations. And what yeah. that does is it allows you to attract things. Now, Michael, exactly. I know you know a little more than I do about the whole idea that our thoughts have vibrations and frequencies, and that's something people often ask me about. I'd like to take this opportunity, if you could just expand on it a little bit more, just for, for my benefit and for our listeners' benefit. Totally, definitely. There's something I'd like to touch on what you just said is really key in terms of being it. Um, and, and this dives perfectly into the vibration concept as well, is the fact that many people visualize or, or they use the law of attraction. They think they're using it to their highest benefit. Um, but really what they're doing is they're creating a mental picture outside of themselves. Right, so they're pay- they're painting this beautiful picture. They're saying this is exactly how I want my life to be. This is exactly where I want my company to be. This is exactly how I want my relationships to be. It's beautiful, and I'm in love with this picture. But the problem is, it's a picture outside of them. They don't see it as a possibility coming through. So to clarify for the listeners, what being means is is stepping into that picture, like literally fully embodying what it means to be living in that picture as if it's already happened right now. And to clarify a little bit about frequency, that's, that's exactly what frequency is. Um, the idea of frequency is, is, uh, it all comes from science, and it's all of this uh, beautiful, beautiful concepts. If you want to dive deeper, you can 
research on all that yourself, but pretty much what it is is the fact that we're all energy. Everything's all energy. And this is all um, pretty much everything that we're experiencing is energy. And the fact that we're energy, we have the ability to tune our, en- our energies to different frequencies, to different vibrations. And there's lower frequencies. There's sadness. There's anger. There's depression. There's anxiety. There's X, Y, Z. These are all lower vibrational frequencies that we all experience, and it's all okay. Uh, but many people fight them and end up staying in those frequencies because they struggle against the frequency. Um, but the idea of stepping into higher frequencies is is being able to experience more happiness, experience more joy, attract more abundance. Because when you step into different frequencies in all different areas of your life, you begin to switch your patterns. You begin to like literally switch and open doors in your mind that then begin to open up new doors in your reality. So for a great example is, is money. And... Um, I love to give the example of the frequency of money because a lot of people, and I've personally had this in a very large portion of my life, have a a very weird perspective around money. They think it's horrible. They think it's this bad thing. And the really really deep idea is the fact that when you can change your frequency around a certain subject, so for example, money, you can change your entire reality around it. You can change your entire attitude around it therefore making it plentiful and using it for a better benefit. So for a great example, I always used to tell myself, I don't need money. Are you kidding me? I'm doing my work right now. I'm motivating people. I'm inspiring people, and it's beautiful. Yeah, I have a few clients. Yeah, I have a, a few bills that I need to pay, but really I don't, I don't worry about it. I don't need it. And then I realized that I was really putting down money that I was looking at it and saying that money is an evil thing and that I don't want it because I'll use it for evil. As soon as I realized that, I was like, why would I ever tell myself that? Why would I ever put that poison into my reality and really uh, began to switch that? And I began to tell myself, you know, I would love to have tons of abundance in my reality, not because I'm going to use it for greed, not because I'm going to use it for my own personal uh, benefit, but because I want to be able to utilize the money that I have in order to expand my message, in order to impact more people, in order to change more people's lives. And as soon as I switched that perspective, it changed from this whole idea that that money was evil. And, And really what it stemmed down to, Jessica, was a lack of faith in my ability to use money for a good benefit. It all stemmed down to me. It all stemmed down to the fact that I did not believe that if I had money, I would use it for a good purpose. And once I cleared that energy out, once I cleared that limiting belief out, I started to attract 10 times, 20 times more money than I'd ever attracted in my entire life. And I began to utilize it to expand my business, to expand my practice, to expand the healing on this planet that I love to do, and to teach people that they have the power to create their own reality. And since that whole perspective change on money, my life has been just just transformed in terms of how I can impact people, how I can show up, the, um, the expansive impact across the planet that I can have, not just in San Diego or not just in the United States. Yeah, I totally agree wonderful. with you. And it, yeah, I know Keenan and I often kind of have that conversation and – 
you know, with money when it comes down to it. And, you know, one of my mentors, Susan Sly, always says, you know, poor people can't help poor people. And, you know, you really, mm-hmm. it does require money. And if you want to live a life of contribution, you know, you have to really, or what's required in order to live a life of contribution is to choose to be abundant. You know, and I think it was Jim Rohn who said that if you, you know, if you don't, want money, if you put out the signal that you, the money is bad, well, then the money's not going to come to you, because why would it, right? Just like in a partner in a relationship, if someone is putting out signals to us or, you know, as a man, right, if you go to a bar and ask a woman out and the woman says, oh, I don't want to be with you, like, I don't like you, you're not going to go ask her again, right? And money's the same way. Money's not going to come to us if we're telling it that we don't want it or we're telling it that it's evil or bad. And I always say, you know what? Like, I believe we are made in the image of God, and not everyone needs to believe that, but I believe God is a God of abundance. You know, God is not broke. God is not destitute. God is um, is abundant. He is powerful. He is capable, and that's who we need to choose to be if we want to live that life of contribution and that life of service. You know, Kina, now what do you think of that? I know you and I often kind of have that conversation when we're really planning our, our business is really around what we're looking for. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, I like the uh, the direction that we're going in, especially about the limiting beliefs, because that was going to be my next question, actually. Uh, so basically, the limiting belief is the block in our frequency, and until we change the limiting belief, we can't change our frequency. Is that uh, basically what it is, uh, Michael? Well, the limiting belief is just the frequency itself. Right, so it's not that that we're we are these very very high frequency beings naturally, right? And we have all of these other blockages, but these other blockages are actually other frequencies as well. So think of it as like there's this high frequency running through your body, and then all of a sudden this doubt, this limiting belief comes in and blocks that frequency for a second, right? It's not necessarily that that it completely shuts down the frequency unless you allow it to, but it, it's more that it comes in, it changes the frequency, and then it changes your belief around it. So it eventually lowers your frequency. So it, the more limiting beliefs that you have, the more you're you're going to eventually get drowned in, into lower frequencies based out of fear. And that's really where it all comes down to is is the idea of, of fear and love is the idea that if you're living in a state of fear in your life, then that's what you're going to replicate in your reality at all times, in all moments. Yeah, you know, I really like that. And one of the things that, you know, I, you know, often remind people when it comes down to, like, a limiting belief, and you said this earlier, is that you need to believe it for you. You know, I'm a professional network marketer in addition to doing um, you know, doing this podcast. And one of the things that I struggled with was I believed in the network of market network marketing as an industry. And I believed in the idea that it was this amazing opportunity for women to, you know, women and men, but for anyone, but really especially for women to be able to stay at home, to create six-figure incomes, to create seven-figure incomes, to be, you know, these very powerful and influential people that are helping people. And I believe that you could replace your nine-to-five job and that you could, you know, be a successful entrepreneur. I believed in the industry, but I didn't believe it for me. I didn't believe that Mm -hmm. I was capable of it. You know, I believed it for someone else. I mean, I saw other people doing it, and I saw other people getting up on stage and talking about what they were doing, so I knew it was possible intellectually. 
but I wasn't that person. It wasn't until I really decided, like, I am, fill in the blank, like, I am a successful entrepreneur. I am abundant. I am worthy. I am capable. You know, I am loving. Mm. I am powerful. And, you know, it's whatever you put after I am, you know, that is who you are. That is what you're going to create. So, you know, if you don't, if, if you put, like, I am broke, I am, you know, poor, I am lacking, I am scared, I am sad, that is what your reality is. You know, however you define I am, that is who you are and that is what you're creating. You are creating your reality. And you get to decide because at any moment you can put something else there. Exactly. You, know, you can choose exactly. to, to be whoever you want to be, but you have to believe it for you. And I want to touch on that really quick, Jessica, because that's powerful right there. So the I am statement, this is a very, very interesting uh, thing. Uh, the I am statement in the, in many South uh, Southern American cultures, uh, when you say I am, it's known as death. So every, sing, every single time you say I am, but what they'll do uh, in, 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 uh, in Native American cultures as well as all over the world is they'll chant I am, I am, in whatever language they are. Um, and literally what that represents is the death of the ego. It completely breaks down everything that you believe that you are so that anything that you put after that word is now your new reality. So if you think about it, you say I am, and your whole reality dies. Your whole ego dies. Everything that you think you are is gone. And then you say, broke. Boom. Well, what's the first program you just put in after you shut down your ego and completely killed everything? A negative statement or, or a lower vibrational statement. There really is no negative or positive, but yeah. that's, that's another topic. Yeah, it's um, like reforming <laughs> your computer and installing a virus is the very first software, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and this is a this is actually a really good practical or somewhat practical practice uh, for the audience to to get into is is to literally sit if if anybody meditates or even if you don't meditate sit down close your eyes continue to repeat the statement to yourself I am I am and so literally you feel that you kind of pretty much dissolved all the ideas that you think you are because your mind will begin it will begin to play games and say I am X. I am why, I am this, I am that. And then after a while, it'll get tired of playing those games, and it'll be like, okay, okay, I am, I am, I am. And it'll join you. And then once you are completely stepped into that state, let's reshape that entire reality for yourself. Let's dive in and let's say, I am abundant. I am happy. I am a manifester. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the ways that, that we could, this is so powerful. You know, I use the I am a lot. And the I am kind of meditations, if you want to call it, or affirmations, however you want to kind of phrase it, that for me was life-changing. And that really was, for me, that catalyst that really caused my, me to shift my belief in who I was and show up in this world differently. But, you know, one of the things, if, if anyone kind of is still saying, but I still don't really know, like, who I am, what I am, what am I creating, what am I manifesting, when I said I am, fill in the blank, your mind put a word in your head. I mean, I, and, and go back and think for what that split-second kind of reaction and then, you know, Michael talked about the ego, right, our ego, and for our listeners who may not have studied this before, 
you know, from your psychological perspective, we're not talking about Freud, but from this perspective, right, your ego is your reaction. It's how you react to a situation without a conscious and deliberate um, decision. So whatever it was that first came into your mind in that first split second, that is your level of energy. That is your level of vibration. That is what you're manifesting. Whatever it was that first came into your mind. You know, before I, you know, always, before I viewed myself in in the past as someone who was broke and destitute and and in debt, and I can tell you that I actually felt unwell. My body felt a, a little bit, I got a little bit nervous or nauseous when I actually even said I am I am broke, I am destined. When I use those words, even in this podcast, it didn't sit well with me. And, you know, I look at in my, in my um, all over my apartment, there's I am statements everywhere. I'm looking at one right now on my refrigerator. It says, I am abundant. Money flows to me with ease. And that is how I feel. That is how I'm showing up right now. And that is what I'm creating. So I didn't feel well when I said those other things because it didn't match. But before, that's how I viewed myself. So you can change this. And using those I am's are very, very powerful. But go back and really think about what came into your head. And if you're not really sure, maybe you forgot, you know, wake up tomorrow morning and look in the mirror and just say out loud, I am. And then whatever that first thing that pops into your head, that's really what your vibrational level of energy is. That's your frequency right there. And, you know, Mm -hmm. if it's something good, if there was something you perceive as good, because like Michael said, there is no good, there's no bad, there's no positive or negative, there's just it's just thoughts. If it's something you perceive as good, then wonderful. Work with it. Go with it. Keep saying it. Say it over and over and over and over. You know, if it's something that you want to change, now you know. Exactly. I have a question for you, Michael, on these I am statements. Now, Please. when... Uh, I am a university professor, and I used to always tell my students, don't say my name is, say I am. And it commands authority, it commands confidence. It means that you're taking ownership of yourself. Never really thought about it in the manifestation mode, but I'm seeing the link. You know, when you are basically saying I am, you are taking ownership of your feelings and the person you are projecting. Uh, I'm on the right track. Definitely, definitely. And it also comes in uh, in in when you say, like, if I say I am Michael Jacobs, right, I also have to mm-hmm. be aware that, like, well, what do I perceive Michael Jacobs to be, right? Like, what is my idea of myself? Um, because many ideas, like, of myself might not be the real reality. That, not, that might be the truth. Right, like if I believe my I'm a fearful individual, I know that's not true. That's just something my ego is telling me. So it's very aware. Uh, if you feel like you've really connected to your true self and you really feel like you've stepped into your purpose on this planet, I think it's very powerful to say I am Michael Jacobs because it gives me power to play that role. But if you're still unaware of that role and you're just saying, "Oh, I am Michael Jacobs. I am Michael Jacobs," well, that's kind of me just feeding my ego belief of what I think I am. So until that ego is dissolved, uh, that's a that's a very tricky statement. Yeah, that can make sense. You know, and we do have to kind of summarize the call, and we only have another like minute or so on the call. 
But, you know, and, and one of, you know, and I don't remember where I heard this said, but one of the leaders that I follow or kind of mentors from afar, some podcasts I listen to somewhere, once said, and it really, really touched me as, as someone who is a Christian, and I know not everyone who calls in is, but it says, you know, that we are created in the image of God, then if we fill in that I am statement with anything that is not in alignment with our perfect and beautiful, authentic self, then we're creating blasphemy. Then we're committing blasphemy because, you know, we are not. Mm. And like Michael said, our ego may tell us lies that we are broke, that we are hateful, that we are fearful, that we're uncommitted, that we're not capable, that we're unworthy. Our ego may tell us those lies. But when we choose to say, I am those things, then what we're saying is that we're not made in the image of God because God is not those things. We are love. I am love. I am abundant. I am joyful. I am worthy. I am capable. I am creating the life of my dream. I am all of those things because I was made perfectly. And I believe that. I believe that that's who I am. And, yes, at times I make mistakes. And, yes, at times I am fearful, right? You can't have courage without fear. So fear in itself is not the worst thing in the world, right? At times, yes, I respond with my ego, but I choose to believe that I am worthy, that I'm capable, that I matter, and therefore I'm giving my life and I'm living a life of contribution. You know, Michael, we have kind of only one thing we can really leave our listeners with, but if there's one thing we can leave our listeners with tonight, what would that be for you? That you're powerful. Every single one of the people listening, every single one of the people on this call, all of you people are powerful human beings. And just let go. Just surrender into that power and realize that it is you. You are it. And all the questions that you have, all the things that you're telling yourself you're about your reality, that's just your mind playing games. And when you can look past all those illusions, you'll see how powerful you really are. Yeah, Absolutely. Thank you so much, Michael, for being on our call. It was just such an honor and privilege to have you and just someone so, you know, really in this field that, you know, that we're in of manifestation and, and creating our dream life. You know, it was such an honor and privilege. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate both of you so much. Yeah, Michael, if there's any way, you know, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, I know you do offer coaching services. If anyone did want to get in touch with you and, and inquire about any of the services you offer, what would be the best way to reach out to you? Easiest way is to go over to michaelaustinjacobs.com, and you can check out all my stuff there, email me, go to my social pages, whatever you would like. Awesome. So michaelaustinjacobs.com. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Akina. Um, you know, is there any any last questions? I know we we're right at, we're running out of time, but anything you wanted to add before we close as well? Uh, yes, thank you, Michael, for being on the call. Uh, I have definitely learned a lot tonight. Thank you. And well, thank you so much. And uh, if right. you are interested. If you would like to hear this show, please listen to uh, Podomatic and, of course, iTunes and get it anytime you would like. All right. I know on my end we had a little bit of technical difficulties. I didn't hear what you said, Akina, so can you just repeat for um, anyone who might have had the same trouble I had? Um, 
or I, mean, I don't know if it was maybe just my phone, but just in case, can you repeat one more time where they can access the recording of this call? Uh, they can access the call on iTunes, Podomatic, Stitcher, TuneIn, and, of course, YouTube. Awesome. Well, thank you, everyone who listened in tonight. Thank you again, Michael and Akina, and have a great night. We love you. God bless, and we cannot wait to be here together again on Thursday for our Empowering Women series, same time. Have a great night, everyone. Good night, everyone.